Okay, it is 7 p.m., so if you will all please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you all for joining us this evening. We will start our organizational meeting with the election of board officers. Um, we have nominations for the Office of President that I received per our new um, uh, method of electing our officers. So I have received nominations for Dr. Craig Denny. And so, Dr. Denny, are you, um, are you okay with that nomination? Yes. Okay, thank you. I received nominations for uh, Ms. Patty Mack. Are you okay with that nomination? I'm withdrawing my nomination and nominating Brad Stratton. Okay. All right. Uh, Brad Stratton, are you, you have been nominated. Are you willing to serve? Yes. Okay. Okay, so we have then, is there anyone else that wishes to be nominated? Okay, the nominations are closed for the Office of President. You all have a ballot in front of you. Um, and so you need to mark through Patty Mack's name. So we have Dr. Denny and Brad Stratton's name on, the, on those. And so you need to go ahead and cast your ballot. And then Ms. Wintering will come around and pick those up. And then we'll read them. Thank you, Ms. Wintering. So our clerk of the board is going to read these out loud with the names of the people that cast those, and then I will keep tally. If anyone else wants to keep tally, go ahead. Wait a minute. I have one that's not signed. Oh, shoot. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'm invisible. Thank you. That's my last act. Sorry. <laughs> okay, then. Ms. Bisfield cast a ballot for Dr. Denny. Dr. Denny cast a ballot for Dr. Denny. Mr. Stratton cast a ballot for Mr. Stratton. Mrs. Goodburn cast her ballot for Dr. Denny. Mrs. Mack cast her ballot for Mr. Stratton. Mrs. Zila cast her ballot for Dr. Denny. And Mrs. Neighbor cast her ballot for Mr. Stratton. Okay, I have 4-3. So uh, with those four votes, the new president of the Shawnee Mission Board of Education is Dr. Craig Denny. Thank you. And a uh, vote that was 4-3. to three. Okay. Can't wait to get out of the chair, can you? <laughs> All We'll follow the same procedure for vice president. Um, we have two, nomina two nominations. Um, Patty Mack, are you willing to serve? I'm withdrawing my nomination. Okay. Well, our other nominee is Brad Stratton. Are you willing to serve? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> it would appear to me if we only have one nominee. Ask for me, though. Oh, yeah. Any other nominees? 
Okay, we will close nominations. I guess I will move that we elect uh, Mr. Stratton by acclamation. I'll second that. Okay, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed at the same time? Okay, we have our leadership team. We go on with the election of other offices, which include treasurer, deputy treasurer, and clerk. So I would entertain a, an oral nomination for treasurer. I, I move that we appoint Terry Wintering as clerk of the board. We're doing treasurer, We're doing treasurer. treasurer first. Sorry. Thank you. Mr. Stratton. I move that we appoint Dr. Rick Atha as treasurer. Okay. Second. All right. Any other nominations? All those in favor of Dr. Aitha serving as our treasurer, please say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign? I'll take a nomination for deputy treasurer now. I move that we appoint Russell Knapp as second. deputy treasurer. And seconded. Okay. Second. By Mrs. Mack. Any other nominations for deputy treasurer? Not getting out of this, Russ. All those in favor say aye. 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 Both same sign. And now Ms. Bisfield for our board clerk, Terry Wintering. You moved. Do I have a second? Second. Second, Ms. Neighbor. Any other nominations? Sorry, Terry, you're stuck with it. <laughs> I'd rather do this than treasurer, so. <laughs> All those in favor say aye. 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 Both same sign. There we are. Now, we have a number of items. If you've looked at the um, agenda, we do a number of things in our organizational meeting. We appoint uh, district attendance officer. We appoint uh, the Board of Education as hearing officers. We appoint designated signatories for the Board of Education, authorized CAPERS representative, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there are 13 of these such items that are routine and, and uh, done only at this meeting for the coming year. So does anyone have any item they'd like to withdraw from our consent agenda tonight? Maybe before I do that, I'll ask if we want to adopt the agenda. Sure. I move approval of routine business by consent. Or we need to write the agenda. I'll second that. Approval of the agenda. Okay, so we've done that. And then are you gonna second it, Deb? I thought Patty did. Okay. That was consent. Okay, we're adopting the we're agenda. Okay. I got out, I got out of order. That. We need to adopt the agenda. That I move fine. for approval, adoption of the agenda. Okay. Second. Okay. Mrs. Wintering is feverishly erasing <laughs> and writing. It's okay. Okay, all those in favor of adopting the agenda? Aye. 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 Any opposed? One. Now is the consent agenda. I move uh, the approval of routine business by consent. Okay, is there a second? Second. Okay, second by Mrs. Bisfield. Okay, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Okay, so we have gone through that. Now, our recommended for action item is a resolution to establish the Board of Education meeting dates. And we do this every year, so you have a calendar in front of you. And we have that calendar. I would point out that while we would normally meet on Mondays, we are meeting in, on Thursdays in August, and we're doing that specifically because of the budget timeline. 
we literally have to have the budget turned into Topeka on August 24th. And uh, maybe I'm saying what you were going to say, Dr. Atha, but please go ahead. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Uh, what you I'll have before it. you should be coming up on the screen is um, uh, the Shawnee Mission Unified School District Board of Education calendar for 2017-18. Uh, this is a draft until you take action this evening. But um, what you have before you is a resolution uh, to establish the Board of Education meeting dates for the 2017-18 fiscal year. The administration is recommending that you approve this resolution as presented. As you know, our state legislature has approved a new school finance formula and the Kansas Supreme Court is in the process of reviewing the constitutionality of this formula. At this moment in time, we do not know what the uh, court or when the court will render a decision. With this said, we have permission to move forward with the budget process. Therefore, it is necessary to adjust uh, uh, two regular board meeting dates, uh, as Dr. Denny said, from past years in order to align uh, the budget process with state law. The budget timeline is now more compressed as a result of the state Supreme Court weighing in on the constitutionality of the school finance formula. The Kansas State Department of Education plans to release our budget document our budget documents to 286 school districts no later than August 1. Now, it could be that the uh, uh, Supreme Court will render a decision before then, or maybe close to that date, or whenever they decide it's appropriate, because <laughs> we, we certainly don't know. But once we receive those budget documents, we will complete the budget and present it to you on Thursday, August 10. And this is deviating from your Monday board meetings as per board policy where you have one on the fourth Monday of, of the month. But it's very important that we meet state statute in this budgeting, pro budgeting process. And at this August 10th meeting, uh, we will ask, uh, we will present the budget and we will ask for you to approve the budget to be published. Your newspaper um, that you selected this evening to, to represent the district is the Kansas City Star. Um, the budget must be published in the Kansas City Star 10 days, 10 days. And then on Thursday, August 24th, a budget hearing will be conducted with the board where uh, we'll have the hearing, and then later on in the meeting, you will consider approving the budget as, as presented. Once presented, then by state statute, we have to turn this budget over to the Johnson County Clerk. And then that completes the budget process, and we will meet state law. Normally, if we were looking at normal circumstances, which we clearly are not, normally tonight, you would approve for the budget to be published. And then on the 25th, and then it would be published in the Kansas City Star, we would have plenty of time to, to meet the 10-day requirement, 
and then um, on the 24th, we, or excuse me, on the 21st of August, we would be coming back to you to, to approve the budget and have the hearing that evening. So with that said, uh, we're recommending uh, approval of the board meetings as presented, but I'm happy to try to answer any questions that you may have. But before you do that, I want to emphasize to you that we, we do as a district monitor on a day-to-day -day basis of what's going on with the Kansas Supreme Court so we get that decision as quickly as it comes out and it's available. We've monitored what our legislators were doing on a day-to-day -day basis throughout the legislative session and we monitor what KS, Kansas State Department of Education is doing as well. I, I talked to Dale Dennis, Deputy Commissioner, uh, frequently. Um, as a matter of fact, met with him last Friday in a budget meeting. So I uh, want you to know we're, we are trying to exert due diligence so that we give you the very best information and present to you the very best budget that will benefit our students. Any questions, questions for Dr. Ray? All right. I'll entertain a motion to adopt the resolution. So Ms. moved. Okay. Second. Second by Ms. Neighbor, I think. Yes. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. We've adopted it. Now we go to ratification of our policies. Each year you have a responsibility to ratify your policies and uh, the motion that's in place would ask you to take your policies as they exist today to ratify those policies, excuse me, to ratify those policies and anything other than what would be on the books would be repealed and gone. So basically it just allows you to pick those up and continue to operate under those policies until you find it um, an opportunity or um, under your responsibility to change those policies and, and changes uh, I would remind the board I think we all know this but changes come in a variety of ways and most often it's because of changes in state statute that That's somehow correct. affect our school policy mm -hmm. so I will entertain a motion so moved to ratify oh, I'll second mr. Okay. Stratton moved by mr. Stratton seconded by mrs. Goodburn any other discussion all those in favor say aye aye, aye. Those same sign. And now we will move to um, Board of Education Committee appointments. And our Board of Education um, makes the following. Well, I, will, I guess I will move the following that uh, we appoint uh, Deb Zila to continue with the KSB Board of Directors uh, and uh, Ms. Patty Mack to uh, serve on the nominating committee and the legislative committee and Mr. Brad Stratton to serve on the Government Relations Network. I would ask, I'll stop right there and ask, are you all willing to do so? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. And then Ms. Sarah Goodburn will be our board representative with Shawnee Missionary Council PTA. Yes. Okay. So having moved that, do I hear a second? Second. Second, Mrs. Zila. Any other discussion? Thank you for your service in advance. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Okay, that brings our organizational meeting to a close, so we will adjourn that and immediately call to order our regular meeting. It's just a couple minutes to get it out.
you know, I'll give Terry a, a minute or two. Yeah. While she's doing that, it looks like we have to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance again. So you get your exercise tonight. Thank you. And thank you. Oh, we're doing the pledge again. I'm sorry. Okay, now I pledge allegiance <laughs> to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay. I think we're waiting for... Coming. It's coming. Isn't the technology Sorry. wonderful? <laughs> That's you. <laughs> That's you. Oh, welcome. And that's you. I'll be that guy. Who's on first? Huh? I think we'll take a minute here just to uh, thank Mrs. Goodburn for her leadership over the uh, preceding two years. We really do appreciate it. Uh, it's not an easy job. I've, I've held this job before, and it's no picnic. Uh, but we thank you very much. So please accept our, uh, our thanks and our congratulations. And thank you all. Absolutely. Perhaps sometime at another, another venue we might toast to you. <laughs> All right. It looks like item B is uh, our interim superintendent's report. So I will uh, turn it over to Dr. Sanford. Thank you, Dr. Denny. Before I get into the report, I want to talk a little bit about the weekend storms that we had um, and some of the efforts in the district to reach out as a part of this community. I um, have to admit that I was rather busy in the middle of a move and didn't realize all of the damage that was done until late in the day yesterday. I spent some time on the phone with staff members, Mr. Robinson, Aaron Little, trying to make sure that we would be ready for today. Uh, what does that mean in the middle of, of the summertime? Um, the programs that we have that are operated by um, the Y and by Johnson County Parks and Rec still operate during the year. We have our jumpstart programs that operate. We also feed, um, and a part of my report is uh, we we fed over 20,000 meals so far this year. And the concern, uh, quite honestly, of last night was how many buildings do we have out of power? And we had seven. Um, how many of those would have programs? One of those was key was Comanche. Um, Nancy Kokenauer wanted me to make sure that the board knew that when in doubt, throw it out. So any of our food that we had that might have been down at any point in time, 
that food's been discarded. Uh, we put a plan in place. Um, we had staff that were out looking at buildings, checking power. Met with Mr. Robinson this morning. Talked to Nancy Kokenauer at about 6.30 this morning. And um, tried to figure out what we could do to make sure kids got fed. And she was able to put a plan in place where I'm sure the federal government wouldn't be exactly happy with it. But we brought sack lunches in and provided a place outside in the shade for those students to have a chance to eat. We worked all day on power. Um, actually, I think we're, we were down to one building, and that's Comanche, and I think as of right now, Bob, I think we've confirmed that they may be back on, but we're not sure. Yeah. So um, a lot of effort went in to make sure that we could continue to take care of kiddos. In addition to that, I talked to, to John Douglas this morning, and he had a meeting with the city staffs asking them if we had any pockets in our neighborhoods where potentially we had people that were hurting because of no power. And I have to say, Ms. Bissville came in for um, the organizational meeting, but she's going home to a house with no power um, and has been in that since the storm. So uh, we've reached out to the cities. Uh, as of about 30 minutes ago, uh, Mr. Douglas has not reported in any city that's made contact that they need relief, but... Um, again, I think that clearly is our duty to take care of kids and to be a part of this community. And um, I'm proud of the fact that we had people on the weekend that took their time to make sure that we had the planning to be able to do that. I think it speaks highly of our school district and the people that we have. And, and um, there will come a time when the communities will need our service. We're just really happy that as of right now they have not chosen to use that. So... Um, I just I just wanted to, to thank those people for the work that they did over and above, to, again, to make sure that we had things taken care of for our kids. So moving forward with the presentation, just a little bit about summer enrichment classes. Um, you know, we've had about 3,100 of our students, grades 1 through 8, uh, be involved in our summer enrichment program, preschool, uh, kindergartners, um, grades 1 through 8. They've explored science. They've taken nature walks. They've been involved in performing arts. They've learned about entrepreneurship, um, even put on a mini musical. So we've kept kids pretty active this summer um, and, and engaged in the learning process. And again, our work is really never done. It, it just runs in cycles. Um, moving to Jumpstart, I had the opportunity the other day to, um, which was really fun for me, to go out with Dr. Neal and to um, visit a couple of our Jumpstart programs. And uh, is a, I call myself the interim superintendent, but it's an opportunity to sit down with a couple of those kindergartners to be and work on um, a letter and an activity. And, and my notes here say that kids learn how to play school, they learn how to do school, and that is how to go to the restroom, it's how to, uh, to drink, get a drink from the water fountain, that's how to learn their letters. But again, we've had 300 of our, of our students that have been able to participate in that. The data in the past shows us that those kids get a great jump start. And it may level out at a point in time, but I can tell you the, the activities that those kids were involved in were meaningful. And it was fun to be there. Um, I've got to thank the Shawnee Mission Education Foundation and the Greater Kansas City Community Foundation because they provide the funding for us to be able to provide that program for those 300 youngsters. But more than that, I have to, to thank our teachers and our paraprofessionals and support people that were there in the buildings 
taking care of those kids during this jumpstart period. Again, without them, uh, no good things are going to happen in the classroom, no matter who provides the support and funding for us. So once again, it's successful. We're going to have those kids ready to start kindergarten when school starts. Our step-up program um, is an English language learners program, and I think we have a video for this that we'll show. Yep. My parents are really happy that I'm taking these classes. In the beginning, I really didn't want to come here, but once I like had the experience, I really wanted to come. The students that are in the Step Up program are responding really well to what we're doing here. Um, they have fun, they're enjoying um, what we're teaching them and the learning. We are doing some rotations, so they're moving from room to room about every 20 to 25 minutes. I think that has really helped keep them engaged um, and excited about what's happening in each classroom. There's phonics, there's vocabulary, noun, verbs. I learned a lot. Before I used to sound like this, um, hi, my name. Like I just sound like a robot, a robot. But now I just sound like I'm just not fluent with it because of this program. So again, the program is to issue on language and literacy skills to give those kids an opportunity to have additional experiences. Um, and we're happy to be able to do that. Summer Lunch Bunch program, um, I misspoke. We've served 21,000 meals to kids age 1 through 18. Again, you don't have to qualify anyway for these programs. All you have to do is show up and we feed you. Uh, the program runs through July 28th, so there'll be a little bit of a gap there between uh, the time the program ends and when school starts, that will give our staff an opportunity to get ready for regular school lunches. Again, students don't have to live in our district. If they show up, we feed them. Um, and by the numbers that we've fed, we see that that's a great service. And again, I would be remiss if I don't thank all of our food service workers that work all summer long to make sure those kids are fed. And in an emergency situation, go the extra mile to make sure that they continue to get meals. So kudos goes out to them. Broadmoor Bistro students uh, recently received the Kansas High School Culinary Arts uh, Green Award. It's a sustainability award um, for the environment. Students, as you know, have planted a garden for several years at, at Broadmoor. They take care of it, they harvest the food, and they um, either cook with that or they take it to market. Um, so we really have farm to table in, in our bistro program. Our kids are actively involved and, and learn those skills. Uh, for those of you that have not eaten in the bistro, we hope you take the opportunity starting in September to uh, stop by on a Wednesday night and, and let those kids serve you a meal that you'll never forget. Um, again, we're very proud of that program. Um, Chef Bob told me the other day that we're in our 19th year for that program. So mm -hmm. with a lot of executive chefs um, around the area and in the country as well. Summer activities. Um, Let's see. Students from the culinary arts program sold at Overland Park. I've mentioned that. Um, I think I probably already skipped ahead and covered that slide in my conversation. So let's move on to Rose Hill. And I will read this one because um, students from Rose Hill uh, were featured on KCPT for a steering wheel invention that they participated in. Noah Barnes, Owen Coleman, Victoria Alberding. Um, Alana Danbury created a smart steering wheel uh, prototype that received national accolades. You can catch them on KCPT Kids. 
they produce the video that they start in as well as the, the steering wheel. So another group of kids that we're very proud of. Our SMAC PTA have, have been uh, very good working and very patient with us as we've moved the closet around. Um, so we've moved it over the last several years into several locations, but it's landed at Broadmoor for this year. I'm told that we're open for business and there's an opportunity not only to donate clothing, but uh, an opportunity for our parents to go there and get some school clothes for our students that might be um, in the need. So back to schools coming up pretty quickly. We've been working on a lot of initiatives. Um, I'll cover a few of those tonight. Um, the first would be uh, we're going to have a new bus company. Um, so we're ha very happily, as you know, DNS is a local company. We ran our bus services before. Um, they have right now 208 drivers that they've secured for us, which is probably more than the total we had all of last year. We're in the roots of somewhere, Dr. Eighth, I think we're around 190 plus. Is that correct? Okay, so we'll have the drivers that we need uh, as we begin the year. There will be a lot of familiar faces because a lot of the drivers that we had from last year will be there driving buses again. We'll be familiar with their routes and hopefully familiar with our students as well. Um, and I'd like to personally thank the uh, DNS bus company for all of their work. They have secured not only drivers for us, but our fleet is much upgraded. Most of our buses will either be new or just a couple of years old. So it will be a newer fleet. And They've been great community partners with us and have already stepped up to provide donations to our foundation to provide some activities for new staff um, as they go through some orientation process and also um, a donation foundation to support our program. So very happy you'll see them um, come on board rather quickly. Um, we had last week administrators in for a leadership retreat. Um, You'll notice that's not, oh, that's good. It was my picture and you skipped ahead. Um, had an opportunity to address the administrators on the first day of retreat. You'll notice that we were fairly casual. Um, we uh, had a little bit of a Hawaiian or a, a, a cruise theme as we went through our process. But I'll tell you that we had 100 plus administrators that are excited about getting the year started. I want to thank the board for their participation in those two days. Um, it's very, very meaningful and an opportunity not only to um, gain some knowledge, but sit down and share and collaborate. So thank you for, uh, for being there. Our HR team have hired uh, right now over 200 new staff members to help support us this fall. And uh, we're continuing to look for just a few positions that we have left with hopes that we'll have everybody in place. Um, just a moment about Kelly Services. We're up about 300 um, applicants to be able to be available for us for subs over and above where we were last year. And we believe that in total that we could be somewhere around 600 by the time we get into the mid-year. So um, granted, um, those people come to work for us and they have an opportunity to um, take a job that's offered or not. Um, they're not pen penalized if they don't take that job. But it will be a new process for our people, but we feel very confident that we'll have the numbers of subs we need for staff. Real quick, a construction report. Benninghoven is closer. We should be able to open on time. I finished the demo um, 
I've been told that we'll have the driveway in place, which is what we worried about with the demo of the building. Mr. Robinson, isn't that true that we should have for the first day the driveway in place? So that should make the first day of school. Um, in addition to that, our staff will be moving into those buildings, and we plan to spend a little time there, hopefully get a picture or two of the excitement as we move in. You have on the agenda tonight the um, approval for the remainder of the dollars for the Brookwood Elementary School. Uh, so that project continues to work. The new scoreboard's gone up at South. It's not complete yet, but we are, uh, we are selling ads on that board. And just so the board knows and the public, uh, the big video boards that we're putting at South, we're going to put one at North as well. The district has paid what the cost of a normal scoreboard would be. Uh, that's about forty or fifty thousand dollars, and the additional dollars that we brought to you for expenditure will be paid for through advertisement over a long-term contract for those people to be on the board. So, once that's a, a great amenity, and it was an opportunity to work with some of our partners in the community to uh, help pay for that. Turf fields are a little bit behind at west and northwest, but the contractor says he's picking up some steam, and we may, may not be ready for the first day, but. Um, we're going to get them in as soon as we can. East Antioch's kitchen, it was one of the schools that was out today. Um, but I think we still had contractors over there working anything they could do that didn't relate to working in the dark or um, uh, anything that took electricity. They were over there working. We're going to be stretched to get the kitchen done, but um, I believe we'll be in pretty good shape with that too. And if we have to bring some meals in when the school starts, we'll be prepared to do that. We will be bidding the Aquatic Center in August. Uh, the documents go out um, August the 11th, and we'll be uh, reviewing those, and we'll be bringing those back to you probably at the September meeting for approval so we can start that construction and pull that out of the ground. All of that said, um, Mr. Stratton had asked that I, um, each month I try to give a little bit of an update of what we've spent and what we have left. To date, we've um, either spent or encumbered about 65% of the $223 million that we had, and we have projects on the table for the remaining $78 million that we have. So making good progress with respect to uh, keeping the promises that our people voted when they voted us 80-plus percent to do this work. And I think that concludes my report. All right. Thank you. Next on our agenda are some special presentations. Uh, um, and the first one has to do with some items that will appear later on the agenda. So I think uh, who's going to do uh, technology? Is that true? Okay. You're up. Thank you. Excuse me. There are uh, actually six items. Uh, I counted earlier, I thought it was five, and, and one had snuck by me, so I remember there are six items on, on here dealing with technology purchases. One comes up as action, the others are listed under consent. I just want to give you a little bit more information about what those purchases are for so you understand more about what you're, what, what you're being asked to vote on this evening. The one action item is uh, what we call our annual uh, replenishment purchase. So with the district's one-to-one -one initiative, every year there are a number of devices that uh, either get damaged to the point they can't be repaired economically, we have some that go missing, uh, unfortunately we have some that get stolen on occasion, and then we also have uh, an anticipation of maybe a slight increase in students and those types of things. 
The computer purchase we're asking for this evening is one we do shortly after the first of a, uh, the beginning of a fiscal year to replace those devices and make sure we have enough devices out there so when students come back, each student does indeed have a device. So that's the, the larger action item purchase on there. The other five items you'll find under consent, uh, the, the two, there are two that relate to what we call MDM, or mobile device management. And these are annual subscription services that require a purchase um, each year about this time to give our platform support for managing the mobile devices we have out there. So these are the student one-to-one, -one, the teacher one-to-one -one devices, iPads, and the, and the MacBook Air computers. Uh, in the past, it's been a single purchase from a single vendor. This year, we're asking to make a slight change. Uh, the dollars are about the same. We're going to continue with the previous vendor for our MacBook Air devices, uh, but we're going to move to a new vendor for the iOS devices. The new vendor offers us some, um, some advanced features that we haven't seen be available in the previous vendor and resolve some issues we've had in the past with, with iOS device management. Uh, the other, the remaining uh, ish items that are on there, there's an AV uh, purchase request on there. These are for AV equipment, things like uh, classroom projection, uh, flat screen TVs, those types of things that teachers use for um, presenting or projecting <coughs> information in their classrooms. There's one there, uh, I'm trying to think what the other one is. Uh, there's a Plexar, AT&T Plexar. These are uh, essentially analog phone lines that are used as part of the district's phone system to support Oh, things like um, uh, alarms, um, elevator, phone lines, those types of things. And then uh, the last one in there is a, a, it's, it's an authorization request for a budget line that we have each year. And it's what we use to fund our repair system. So all the one-to-one -one devices, we do, a, we do a large quantity of our own device repairs. We have um, certified technicians that do all that work. And they repair a number of devices each year. Actually, those... That one is related to the replenishment because anything that they can't repair then goes into the numbers for the replenishment that we have. So those are the six items that you'll find in there. Again, one, one is an action item, the other, the other five under consent. I just wanted you to be more aware of, of what you are being asked to uh, expend dollars on. I would also say that these are anticipated costs. These are annual uh, costs that come out of, uh, for the most part, our, our capital outlay purchases, and they are budgeted items in the ICT budget. And with that, I would stand for any questions that you might have about any of those items. So you have any questions? Brad? Uh, just more of a curiosity about lifespan of these devices. Are they all living about as long as we projected them to be? We, I, I would estimate that we're slightly ahead of where I thought we would be. Uh, this most recent replenishment purchase is a little bit larger than what we might have seen in the past. Uh, but I count that not to the lifespan of the, of the device as so much as to we had uh, more breakage than we'd anticipated for this year. And I think that's a combination of two things, really. First is this will be we just finished the third year of the one-to-one. -one, and so you kind of anticipate maybe some more stuff wearing out, those, those types of things. And, and the second thing is that uh, students are using these a lot. They take them back and forth. They go in a lot of different places. And as such, we have some that get that they get damaged, that um, they could fall out of a backpack or <laughs> slide off the roof of a car because somebody gets excited. Um, so those are the types of things that uh, that, that replenishment order is for. Thanks. Sure. I have an idle question. What happens when a student, for example, um, you know, drops their, their MacBook? To, what do they do? What's the process to get it back to your shop for repair? So the, the, the process is pretty straightforward for the student and the building. 
uh, we keep an approximately a 1% reserve district-wide. That means that if a student comes in and says, uh, my device is broken, um, there should be a, almost a same-day turnaround for that student to get a replacement device. If the device is damaged, we have a sliding fee structure. There's a first, second, and third incident uh, fee structure. The fee structure is slightly lower from, for iPads than it is for MacBooks because of the difference in price for the device itself. Uh, and the student then usually walks away with a device they're, they're, they're ready to use. The device then comes back. It's, it's processed at the building. It's put in that it needs attention, needs repair. It comes back to uh, this facility. Now, I used to go back to Indian Creek. It comes back to this facility now. And back in the help desk area, we have technicians who sit back there. They, we have technicians that rotate through, but they sit and they repair those devices um, pretty much daily. So does that device go back in inventory, or does it go back to that student? Yes, sir. It'll go back into inventory, okay. uh, unless it's one that's damaged beyond uh, you know, economical feasibility. So if we get one and we can't fix it, sometimes we'll ask Apple to take a look at it and say, what would it cost? And Apple says, well, it's worth, it would cost more to repair it than what you could buy it for. We usually set that one and say, that's part of the replenishment purchase then. Okay. Any other questions? No. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Dr. Ziegler is going to talk to yeah. us about the eclipse. So, Dr. Denny, over yes. the last probably month, we've had some conversations about the, the eclipse and have had a few inquiries about how the district would handle that. So we've spent some time. We've done a little bit of research. Um, I've, I've put together, I think, a plan, hopefully, that will meet the needs of, of everyone. Um, I would tell you that with one of the options being just release all students, I would remind all of us that that would be like a snow day, and you're never right on a snow day, no matter what you do. So, um, but uh, I've had asked uh, Dr. Ziegler to work uh, with Dr. Hubber and the curriculum department as a part of this recommendation. I've asked her to be here tonight to talk to you a little bit about the plan we have in place for that day. So, good evening. Thank you for the opportunity to share a few uh, pieces of our, our plan as it stands today. Uh, the Cheyenne Mission School District will be in session on August 21st, 2017, as it is currently indicated on our calendar. Our schools will have the opportunity to share this unique learning experience that touches our area uh, with the eclipse, and we're very excited to work with our students regarding the solar eclipse. In preparation for the date, I've met with our curriculum instruction team, and we've begun to call through resources, uh, making recommendations and sharing those resources out so schools do have access to resources coming from great uh, organizations like NASA and also the National Science Teachers Association. So there is a wealth of information out there. Additionally, we will also be sharing the link that NASA is providing with the live eclipse cam that every classroom in the district would be able to have access to in a very safe way. Uh, we have communicated with our school principals regarding support to the schools on planning and securing safe viewing glasses. Uh, we are again following NASA's recommendations for uh, a safe viewing standard and eye protective wear. And I'm pleased to uh, report that we've already had uh, contacts from some of our businesses, uh, community members, and PTAs that are asking to partner or willing to partner with our schools in securing those safety glasses for students. So whenever possible, we are um, welcoming those partnerships to supply those glasses and then supporting our schools so that every, everyone has access to what they need. Student safety is always our priority, and we do not plan to schedule outdoor recess during the times that the eclipse would be um, 
uh, a detriment to uh, viewing in the event that a student would look and not have safe uh, protective eyewear on during those times. So we'll avoid scheduling recess during those high times of the day. Um, additionally, we will have a plan in place to be communicating with our families and asking for their partnership in helping to speak with children about the importance of safe practices during that time of the eclipse. It's a great educational opportunity for our students and families together, and so we will be providing communication out through our building leaders. Um, super, supervision plans will be in place at each school when taking students outside to view. Um, so we have that communication ready to go with our principal teams as well. I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have, and I thank you for the opportunity. Ms. Uh, Ms. Neighbor. Thank you. Uh, I understand that for those parents that want to take their students out of school, make this a family occasion, that there are arrangements that are positive for them. Can you explain that too? We would just ask that any family um, that has that desire to participate as a family, that they would contact the school as they would with any other absence. And we would welcome that. Thank you. And this will be an excused absence? Is yes, that what sir. I understand? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? I would like to highlight that a part of this process and a lot of our discussion was rather than um, someone sitting around a table and dictating what teachers have to do or what parents have to do, we tried to give options but at the same time make sure that people were safe. The activities that will go on in the school will be driven by those teachers and what they're teaching in their curriculum and their, at the building level. So hopefully it'll be a grassroots experience and um, most of all, a great experience, but we're going to try to do everything we can to make sure kids are safe. So, And I want to thank Dr. Ziegler and Dr. Hubbard for their work. Thank you. Thank you. This brings us to uh, Section C3, Dr. Southwick. Um, we have uh, Richard Kramer here that's here tonight to speak um, under his leadership. We were able to find out, but for the past several years, there really had not been any update or changes to our handbook. Um, and Richard's done a nice job of putting that together. He's going to talk a little bit about what those changes are uh, and the process he went through. Good evening, everyone. Dr. Southwick, um, I'm here just to give a brief report about the Athletics and Activities Handbook. It really hasn't had a revision, extensive revision, since 2011. It's been added to with bits and pieces, but never really revised since 2011. Um, it's an important document. Our administrators, ADs, athletic coordinators, and our community use it to look up various guidelines and procedures that deal with both athletics and activities. Um, in the revision, which we spent all of last school year uh, looking at and doing, was the co uh, cooperation of the athletic directors and the athletic coordinators, and we did have some limited community input in looking at some of those policies and guidelines and procedures uh, to do that. So I'd just like to highlight just a few of the things that you'll see in that book that may be different that's been in there in the past. One is dealing with eligibility. We're now using the Skyward information system and we're now doing live eligibility. We don't use eligibility cards anymore. We're using the Skywards where our athletes are having daily eligibility. And that leads up to the game. And so if they're behind, they have an opportunity to do the work prior to the activity and they become eligible right away instead of having to miss a week. Uh, we hope that that will improve uh, 
homework that's being turned in. It will improve makeup and improve assessments that need to be taken through the live eligibility. Second big piece will be the Shawnee Mission School District Police Department. Uh, since Chief Douglas has got here with Captain Schmidt, they've done an outstanding job in creating a model for our event and game uh, activities. So that has been a, a, a nice change that we've put into the handbook. Um, the other pieces are return to play and return to learn with our concussion protocol. I'm really um, excited that through the cooperation of KU, Jill Counts and Shelby Reebok, who does our nurses K through 12, they worked extremely hard and have created a great protocol for our athletes and students to follow, not only in athletics but also in PE. And that also relates to re return to learn so they can get back in the classroom as quickly as possible. And then we looked at several little processes. One was the dismissal of uh, a player from a team. Uh, now that before a dismissal can occur, the, the AD needs to be contacted and the parent needs to be contacted before the dismissal actually happens so that maybe we can find a resolution before we have to tell someone they can't participate in an activity or, or athletic that they wanted to, a team. Uh, we also looked at tailgating. We revised our tailgating policy uh, that now is, uh, uh, with the help of Chief Douglas and uh, Captain Schmidt, we now have some pretty solid guidelines in place so there shouldn't be any issues at our games concerning tailgating. And we also looked at our fundraising, especially in the areas of 50-50 raffle. We now can do those. So we needed to come up and create a process for those. That's just a, to name a few of the things that we've looked at and added to that book and made some changes in best practices. There's quite a few other changes. Um, if you don't have any questions, that book will be up and ready to be on the web for our community and our ADs August 11th, the first day of school. Questions? Ms. Back. Um, the activities and the sports, I mean, obviously the sports are under Keisha, but are all the activities in the book under Keisha, or are they, for example, student council, would that, could they do a 50-50 raffle? Is that addressed in the book? They, they could, but they would have to follow those specific guidelines that we're using for athletics. And there are groups in there that are not total Keisha, but it's mostly for Keisha, and Keisha we use their handbook also in conjunction with ours for those policies. Because I always think that's very confusing because some of, some of the activities are covered and some are not. So thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Um, this is not policy. It's procedure. But um, Mr. Kramer's been tasked to make sure that the handbook falls in line with your policy. So we should be covered. Thanks. Yeah, thank if you. I understand it correctly, Mr. Kramer, we're really just documenting what we do. Yes. And how we do it. And how we do it. Yeah. Any other questions? All right. Thank you. Nobody speaking open forum. Okay. Well, then let's move to the approval of the minutes of our special meeting on June 26th. So moved. Second. Okay. Ms. Neighbor and Ms. Goodburn, I believe. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. We adopted 6 0. Now, our regular meeting of June 26th. So moved. Ms. Zila. Second. Second by Mr. Stratton. 
Any other discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same side. Adopted 6-0. Okay. Now I will entertain a motion to adopt our agenda. So moved. By Mrs. Mack. Second. Second by Mr. Stratton. G1 is approval. Oh, we have to vote. Oh, we, have, we should vote, shouldn't we? <laughs> All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Okay, now we've adopted our agenda. So we, we move to routine business by consent. So having, having heard some presentations about some of these items, is there any item anyone wishes to withdraw and discuss separately? Ms. Neighbor. I don't wish to uh, exclude anything, but I do move to accept uh, approval of routine business by consent and want to thank uh, our presenters tonight for their very valuable information as we have looked at this. So. Okay. Second. So it's moved and seconded that we approve our consent agenda. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Okay. So that moves us down to where am I? P. P1. Okay. Dr. Southwick. Yeah, so the, I recommend the um, approval of the multiple projects with Cirrus Computer Solutions. Again, that was one of the projects that was outlined um, by Mr. Dulane tonight. And um, the board has any questions, I guess we could answer those. But uh, again, I think you did a thorough job covering that information. Well, and in our backup, we have the. Uh, memorandum from Mr. Robinson to you explaining the uh, the recommendation. I will ask for a motion. I'll so move to approve. Okay. Moved by Mr. Stratton. Second. Second by Ms. Neighbor. Any discussion on this item? Okay. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Okay, P2 is uh, approval of construction trades. Dr. So we have Southwick. before you um, a motion for us to move forward with the final amount for the new Berkwood School. Remind the board, at our last meeting, you did approve for us to raise the building and for us to move forward uh, with ordering our precast concrete panels to begin to move dirt and to put in them for infrastructure. Um, tonight, we would ask for you to approve $15,919,970, which would bring the total project with what you've already approved to $17,329,870. And again, the funding that we have is based on a combination of funds. We'll be working with the J. Dunn Construction um, Company to deliver that building. We'll tell you that we are still working with the city of Leewood to get our permit for us to be able to demo. And just as soon as we have that permit, you'll see dust fly over on 103rd Street. So, Okay. I have a question. Here. 
So is that $17,329,870, was that within what you, when we originally budgeted for this? It is. We're very, uh, we're very happy with these numbers um, because the square foot cost for this building was one of the lowest ones that we've been able to bring to you. Um, if you remember, we looked at this process on construction management agency, which allowed for a larger number of bids to come to the table for us. So we got great competition and we got really good numbers. So, um. mm -hmm. good. Glad to hear that. All right. And I've this like three times, and I think I understand it now. But uh, under construction management agency, um, is this a cap number, or do we have any liability if costs go above that? We have built into that number some contingency that Mr. Robinson will manage for us so that we don't have to run back to you every month for a change order. Um, typically, Mr. Robinson, I think that's about 3% is what we've been including. So those will be dollars that you've granted us the authority to deliver the project with. If we don't spend those dollars, they go, they go right back to the budget. And, and liability for the general or the construction manager on that? The liability um, for the work that they provide us, but we will work with all of our subs to make sure that uh, okay. we have liability plans in place. Plus, um, we'll carry our own liability. I meant more in terms of the liability of additional costs. Well, we would bear the additional cost of the project. Um, if, and again, depending upon whether it's scope that, that we add to the project and we decide that or it would be something that would be missed in the documents. But we feel comfortable right now that our 3% will, will manage that. Right. Great, thanks. I would, just in, by way of Mr. Stratton's question, I, I've been around for long enough to know that when we do additions to existing buildings, we find lots of things that we didn't expect and we write a, have a greater liability for changed conditions just because we didn't see it. Uh, I think we're somewhat better off when we demolish an entire building and start from scratch. Yeah. Uh, we're not quite so at risk with with unknown conditions. But rest assured, there'll be something we don't we didn't think of. Okay, where am I? Did, did I would move approval of okay. P two. Second. Second by Mrs. Goodburn, I think. No, Max. No, nope. Max. Sorry. All right. Uh, any other discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion passes, 6-0. P3, Dr. Southwick, this is what uh, Mr. Lane spoke to us about just a moment ago. It is. We're recommending that you approve a purchase of $364,800 uh, to Apple Computer Incorporated for 2017-18 school year, and that will allow us to purchase the Apple notebooks that we need. Okay. I move approval for P3. Second. Second by Ms. Goodburn. We have two, so you can choose. Um, I'll myself. pick Ms. Goodburn, okay. since I can't see that far down the table. <laughs> Moved and seconded. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion adopted, 6-0. <clears throat> now we move to R1, which is uh, sort of our action. Um, Dr. Southwick, this is the purchase of legal services. Yes, each year we come to you with the approval for us to purchase legal services. Um, we do, you do have what we call a toolbox of 
of uh, attorneys and, and what we've tried to employ over the last several years is to look at individual either groups of employees or, um, or attorneys or individual attorneys that have the expertise that we would need. Some of that examples, there's been a lot of work done with construction con uh, contracts, a lot of work with buying property, selling property, um, leasing space for towers. Um, we have the normal HR uh, process that we go through. We have attorneys that, that focus with special education issues. Um, obviously, your bond counsel that would be out there have especially in those that work with, in the work comp arena. We have added this year KASB. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a discussion that you all had earlier um, at a meeting, I believe, in June, trying to make a decision whether or not we would want to purchase those services. Uh, the purchase is not great. It's about $1,600. But in talking to Dr. Atha in our conversation, it's nice. Um, and, and to be very clear, they're never going to represent you. They, they provide advice, and we think it's good for us to um, have them in your toolbox so we can pick up the phone and find out what what issues are going on across the state and how that might apply to us. Um, I also will share with you Dr. Atha's opinion is those people that, that present your policies to you, which KASB does every year, it's nice for us to be able to pick up the phone and call them and ask them a legal question about that. So we've added them to the list as well. Well, I do think particularly because they are right there in Topeka and monitoring the legislative activity, that when something changes in a statute, um, they are far more likely to pick it up and distribute it to the 286 or 7 so school districts than any individual school district would be in monitoring the statute. So I think, I think it's uh, well worth it. So I would entertain a motion. Mrs. Zila. I would move approval of our legal services for the coming year. I'll second that. Second, Mr. Stratton. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion passes 6-0. The remainder of our agenda is comprised of reports to the board. Um, and these come annually. Um, we have a petty cash report, an activity fund report, the unencumbered cash balances, the board financial report, and district organization. Dr. Southwick, would you want to step through any of these? Actually, I've asked, I've asked the expert to be here. So Russ is here, and I think is going to guide us through these these reports. Um, so take it away. Mr. Nat, move forward. All right. Well, good evening. I have four financial reports that we're going to present to the board. They are, they are all statute-required reports that go to the board. The first one is the petty cash report that is presented to you semi-annually, once in January and once now. This represents the actual usage of the petty cash fund for fiscal year 16-17. There's not a whole lot here. We don't use this very much anymore with the usage of the purchasing card system. This becomes less and less used by the buildings. High schools mainly use it just as cash fund for their cash boxes for events at the at the buildings um, the next fund is the student activity fund this is school buildings monies um, there's two main sources there we like to call them gate receipts so if you just think it's it's a, either an athletic event or a performing arts a, an event and they sell tickets at the gate you collect gate receipts and they get to keep that at the building and use it for 
their athletic and performing arts. In addition, a portion of the uh, performing, I'm sorry, the performance fee that we charge, the $75 performance fee, portion of that goes back, that they get to keep at the building as well. The other portion of the student activity, activity funds is the clubs. So the money that runs through here is your gate receipts and the club monies. The next report is the unencumbered cash balance report. This is uh, state required this about two or three years ago. We are required to report this to you in July. We also do this on a monthly basis and have to remit it to the state as well. Um, I would probably just start with the general fund. As you can see, it says we have a $10.6 million deficit. What the state has asked us to do is they split that last general state aid payment that comes in the last week of June. They split it and we receive a portion of it in June and the other portion in July 7th. They ask us to book it as a receivable. So in accounting terms, we would show that as a revenue before June 30th. So if I present to you the budget documents here whenever we get them from the state, you'll see it as a revenue. But since it's a receivable, we haven't received the cash. So the cash we didn't actually receive until July 7th. So that would show a negative $10 million. If we received that, that split amount, it was $10.6 million, it put the general fund at $11,000. Our goal in the general fund is try to get to zero each year. Okay. The supplemental general fund is $4.1 million. That fund, again, is part of the, the formula, and so it counts as revenue in the next future year. So it's really not, it's not part of our operating balance. It, it is treated in the formula as a revenue for your future year. So that 4.1 million will roll forward as your beginning fund balance, but it is counted as a revenue source. So what it would do, it would roll back your mill levy, so to speak. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. um, the next fund I was going <coughs> to highlight is the capital outlay fund. is about $27.7 million. It's a little bit higher than normal, but that's some of the, the bond proceeds that we're still spending that we just issued this past May, that last, that last piece of bond uh, authority that we issued. The special education fund is where we keep our operating monies. So that's, that would be when we talk about our fund balances in our operating funds, that's where we keep it is in the special ed fund. So we ended up the year about $15.5 million in fund balances uh, for our operating funds. And then I guess I would point out the special reserve, $2.6 million. <clears throat> 2.6 of that is our workers' comp. We're self-insured. So we have to maintain that large balance in there to satisfy uh, the state departments for our workers' comp. And then our contingency reserve, we maintained at 5.6. Okay. The last report is our monthly board financial report. We present this to you on a monthly basis. This would recap fiscal year 16-17, so these are all actual numbers. Um, the first block of funds is what we call our operating funds. We ended up the year uh, deficit spending about four hundred thousand dollars we were slated to deficit about 1.3 million we were projecting that for many months and the last month of june we got a medicaid check 
in for $881,000. The Medicaid check usually does not come in until July and August. Uh, this year it came in in June and we went ahead and booked it. So that made the difference between a $1.3 million deficit and a $400,000 deficit. However, since we got that $800,000 now, chances are we might not get that next fiscal year. So we didn't get, we didn't get rich by $800,000. It just means it, it was brought forward in this fiscal year. We won't get it next fiscal year. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, typically, though, we get it in July and August. Um, that's about all I wanted to point out on the, uh, the monthly board report, unless you guys have any questions on any of these reports. Any questions from board members? Mr. Stratton. The, uh, the, un the unencumbered cash balances, um, many times it's highlighted that uh, school districts are sitting on large amounts of money. Mm -hmm. So the other question I always have, maybe in a future report, uh, report, could be the percentages of the total, meaning I think a lot of times people look at the dollar amount and they say, well, that's a lot of money, but then we look at the percentage <clears throat> that exists of that line item, mm -hmm. where sometimes it meets you know, a week or two of total expenses in the general, as an example. So more of a comment and a request as well that yeah. I think there's an opportunity to continue to educate what these numbers represent so that we're not sitting on a year and a half's worth of funds in any particular category, as an example. Yeah. And it, it's also, um, they always take that picture as of June 30th, mm. and those balances fluctuate each month. Um, we typically have our, our lower balances in October, November, working up until January. Uh, so sometimes our balances are higher on June 30th, and yes, we do. They point that out. And then a follow-up is, um, are, are there certain line items that are dictated through federal, state statutes that say what, what we can or should keep as a form of a, of a fund balance? Um, not, for, not for the state funds. The federal funds, we have to act on a, like a cash basis. We can't draw down. Um, we only can draw down what we spend. So if you look through here, you'll well, the, they don't report the federal funds on this particular report, but we often carry negative fund balances for our federal funds at the end of each month because you have to you, you spend it and then you request it after reimbursed yeah. reimbursement thank you yeah okay any other questions thank you mr. Knapp. Mm -hmm. and now s5 is district organization dr. Southwick we're not going to present to you tonight um, organizational chart because every time we do that the printing is so small that nobody can read it so I'm going to try to just cover what we've done and then we'll make it available if somebody would like to see that but basically there's two changes in the past I would remind you that there was the Board of Education that Dr. Henson sat right under the board and he always jokingly said and Dr. Southwick has the rest so um, we're continuing with that mode <laughs> and um, basically I'll re be responsible as I work with all the assistants and the directors that there's two there are two changes that we've made though uh, the communication department answered directly to Dr. Henson and now they will report to me and then we have in an effort to provide um, maybe um, some better service to our families I've asked that Dr. Strike this year serve with Rob Bell as we reach out and, and take care of those um, more needy families and, and children that we have in the district. And he's agreed wholeheartedly to do that and I think has already had some, some meetings with Rob. And those are basically the changes. Now, the other duties that we have that are out there, um, 
the meetings, um, the, the committee appointments. Um, we're handling those throughout the cabinet. Uh, a lot of those I'm taking care of, but I will say that each of you have, have offered me assistance as we try to reach out into our community to take some of that load on, and I appreciate that. And I know there'll be a time that I'm double booked that I'll have to ask you to do that. So. Okay. And we will certainly step up. All right. Well, we'll move to uh, T1, which is comments from board members. Ms. Neighbor. I would uh, like to extend a uh, thank you to uh, Dr. Hubbard and her team of experts that put on the retreat for the administrators um, Thursday and Friday. It was exciting to see the smiles and the excitement um, of all of the administrators and cabinet and lots of hard work was put into that and um, I believe everybody left with a very positive excited feeling for the start of this year and they said they were ready to tackle it and um, although they were in shorts a couple of days you know and stuff so we gave them that slight reprieve but it was fun to see them in a relaxed mode but also just energized but by what's out there and so thank you to the team that put that together and thank you to Dr. Southwick. Ms. Mack? Um, I just wanted to say thank you to our staff. Um, people say that teachers don't generally work over the summer, but I think we all know differently in this building. I know this building certainly works hard, but I also know that our teachers are going to voluntary workshops. They're going to voluntary meetings. They're doing extra work on the side. They're meeting with their... Um, with, with other teachers to do uh, co-curricular act, not co-curricular, yes, co-curricular um, preparation for in the fall. And um, I just want to say thank you. A lot of that is not um, compensated, but they want to do what's best for our kids. And so I just want to acknowledge the staff this summer who's doing that voluntarily. Thank you very, very much. That's good, buddy. Um, I just wanted to give you all an update on our superintendent's uh, search firm, uh, or superintendent search. So as you know, in um, early July, we sent out letters to the executive search firms that for school executives that exist. I believe we sent out seven letters, and we received proposals back on July 17th. We received five proposals back from companies. Um, last We took last week, the board evaluated, all board members evaluated those um, five proposals that came back. And based on those evaluations, we have ex extended invitations to three of those uh, executive uh, search firms. Um, their names are HYA, Ray and & Associates, and School Exec Connect. So those groups will all be presenting to us um, uh, in person. Um, at a meeting that we're going to have on Saturday, August 12th. It's going to be a special meeting that we, we need to do this and get this all done before our we have a, a little bit different schedule of our meetings in um, August, if you remember, um, earlier Thursday meetings. So we're going to have this on a Saturday starting at 8.30 in the morning, um, and so we will notice that as a special meeting. And each of... Um, each of the groups will be given about 30 minutes to present and 30 minutes of questions during that meeting. 
And so I just wanted to update everybody on the progress and thank you all for taking the time in a very short amount of time to come in and uh, look at those proposals and um, evaluate them. So that's where we sit. And I just wanted to give everyone an update. Okay. Yes, uh, this morning um, we welcome back the secretaries in all the buildings and, and Main, Main Street um, Credit Union always does this for us. I believe 19 years, I think they said they have done this, and they do it for all the school districts in the area. Um, but it's very nice. They, they walk away with, I think it was a uh, personal power source or something today. So it's, it's a very nice event that they do every every year and um, we appreciate that very much and I'd just like to spread the thanks around to um, the cabinet who I know is kind of taking up any extra slack that um, Dr. Southwick will need and, and have been supporting him really greatly and I know that they will throughout the year so thank you all for your extra duties that you're taking on just to kind of um, help our new interim superintendent out. Uh, I'd like to uh, thank uh, all of those on the board that uh, permitted this new process to take place that went through today. Um, this was a, a, new t a new process that we've used to elect our leadership, and uh, it's been one year in the making, and so I appreciate this opportunity. I think this makes for, for better governance. Um, today, we got to see how this process plays out and how the election process took place and how the elected leaders were selected. So for that, I want to thank you for each of that. Um, as Cindy knows, at the legislative level, sometimes uh, making legislative changes and decisions can be a little bumpy along the road. But uh, thank you for going through this process. Secondly, I want to let everybody know that KSB is going to be in this room tomorrow at 1 o'clock, and they're going to be holding a legislative update meeting, and uh, folks from around the region are invited. So I want to let you know that as well. Thank you. Okay. Anything else from anybody else? All right. Thank you for your time. We are adjourned. Thank you.